Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where the nights have been absolutely gorgeous. And today is Saturday, the 23rd of January, 2021. And why am I broadcasting on Saturday? Because tomorrow, January 24th, is my birthday. And so I said, you know what, I'm not working on my birthday. So podcasts require work. And so I'll do it on Saturday. So I found a moment to do that. Now, I'm not just saying that because it's, um, I want attention. (laughs) I'm also saying that for an illustration. Um, One of the things that uh, is important to know that when you have a birthday, the sun returns to where it was when you were born. So the sun comes back to its exact place in the zodiac where it was the day you were born, the moment you were born. Now, this is interesting because people often know what time they're born. And even if they don't get their chart read, they know what time they were born. And, oh, I was born at seven o'clock at night. So they're at work that day and somebody says, oh, happy birthday. And they say, well, it's not my birthday yet. It's going to be my birthday at seven o'clock. Actually, that's not true. Um, you know, you could think of it that way. But when the sun returns every year to the place it was when you were born on your birthday or sometimes hours before your birthday, it returns at a different time than the time you were born. So once in a while, you'll get a birthday where the sun comes back sort of around the time when you were born, but never really the exact moment. Because there's not that exactitude, especially when there's been leap year. So anybody born from, you know, March 1st of last year, February 29th, March 1st of last year, up until this year now, when we get into um, February 28th, everybody is going to experience, like my birthday's a Sunday, and last year it was a Friday. Um, I didn't get the leap year because the leap year doesn't happen until February 29th. So that leap year throws off your birthday by, you know, as far as your solar return goes or your sun's return to its place where it was when you were born, leap year will throw that off by a day. So I think my birthday is actually today sometime if if it's the exact solar return, but tomorrow's my birthday. (laughs) Anyway, one of the things that astrologers do is they often do what is known as a solar return. So they draw up a chart for the exact moment that year that the sun returns to where it was when you were born. Now, the other planets don't do that. So you won't get the same ascendant. You won't get the same, uh, you know, Saturn or Pluto or Jupiter. You know, generally speaking, that's not going to happen. Sometimes the moon is in the same place, but um, sometimes Mercury and Venus are because they stay close to the sun. But when you have a birthday... Your birthday um, can generate an entirely new chart based on the time uh, that the sun returns back to where it was when you were born. Um, And if you've ever heard the term, many happy returns, happy birthday and many happy returns, they are saying many happy solar returns. So one of the things that astrologers do is they do a solar return. I am not one of those astrologers that does that. I did them many years ago. And I actually found that for me, other forms of uh, looking toward the year ahead work better than working with a solar return. Um, I don't find them terribly uh, interesting or valuable because I don't feel that um, 
they reveal anything different than what's going on in your birthday in the sky. And, you know, some astrologers swear by them and that's great. You know, if, if you're an astrologer and you swear by that, well, then that's great. Um, and if it works for you, terrific. For me, it's not my, it's not my cup of tea. It's not my choice. I did them years ago and I didn't feel I got more information, um, from them than looking at what we call progressions and transits. So anyway, the sun returns to its place where it was when you were born on your birthday. Many happy returns. And um, it's not the same time. So it's just very. So celebrate your birthday all day or better yet, celebrate it all week. <laughs> so um, here we are. And one of the other reasons I wanted to bring that up is, well, I have a, a Saturn sun conjunction on my birthday. And one of the reasons that is okay so i'm having a because that's where the sun and saturn are so as i speak this day of january 23rd the sun and saturn are um you know in conjunction and they are conjuncting right now in fact and they are really um that's one of the harder aspects they a conjunction is a blending of the two energies so there's a lot of structure there's a lot of um you know um, Saturn to the sun to the Saturn is, you know, discipline and duty and hard work. And so here I am on Saturday night doing my podcast, which I don't normally do. And, um, every year the sun comes to Saturn. Saturn's move slower than the sun does. So at some point during the year, the sun will join Saturn. Now, since Saturn is Aquarius, last year, Saturn was in Capricorn. It came earlier in the year. So now we're having the sun and Saturn joined together in Aquarius. So the sun will highlight and illuminate a lot of the things that Saturn will produce. Now, that could be uh, where you need to work harder, where you need to take a break from working harder, where you need to tap into something bigger than yourself because this is Aquarius. So Aquarius is about humanitarian ideals, utopian ideals, revolution, um, and, you know, an analysis. Aquarians are very analytical. We, we tend to be very analytical. Lots of air energy, lots of brain work. Um, but Aquarius is also weird. Just they're the weirdos of the Zodiac. So they like things different. They are sometimes complicated people. They are often um, weird for the sake of being weird, contrary for the sake of being contrary. We're that way when we're younger. A lot of times we outgrow that. Um, they are usually very intelligent or they're crazy <laughs> or both. <laughs> so, you know, Mozart was an Aquarius. He was a genius, you know. Um, he was also a little strange. He was off, you know, he's off the wall a little bit. But it takes that thinking outside the box in an Aquarian manner that makes them popular and, and interesting and, you know, they, they think of different things. Um, Aquarians would love it if everyone thought like they did, but that's not possible and that's very fixed. That's a fixed sign kind of thing. And, um, you know, I'm one of those people that says, I don't know how people get along without astrology in their life. Well, of course I'm going to say that. So, you know, but that's my cup of tea. <laughs> anyway, um, 
today, so we have the Sun and Saturn. And the Sun, Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury are all in Aquarius. And that's four planets. That's a lot of energy in Aquarius. And that means, you know, this is not a typical Aquarius season that runs from January to February. It means it is a very profound, far-reaching, consciousness-raising experience. And, you know, we've talked a lot about Jupiter-Saturn in these last months. And it is a very interesting time because the sun meets Saturn today. And then, um, you know, it's going to meet Jupiter on the 28th, Thursday. So between today and Thursday, the sun is really sort of illuminating the whole Saturn-Jupiter experience. And I suggest everyone pays attention and look at your life and look at where this could be illuminating something for you. Um, I have found a lot of illumination in the last few days. I think some wild stuff is happening, wild stuff. And for me personally, wild stuff is happening, but it's all of a consciousness-raising experience. I'm helping other people experience some wild stuff. Um, you know, I, I've been sort of, you know, in my in my role as curandera, <laughs> I am really sort of walking through different tunnels with people lately, and that's a good thing. Um, so I'm helping people expand consciousness and all, and that's one of the things that Jupiter does in Aquarius. So, you know, if you are feeling consciousness raising, consciousness expanding, then you are experiencing something um, perfect for the moment, you know, and I suggest you go further and deeper and go down that road because this is not going to be something that hangs around forever. You know, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it later this year. No, you know, right now we've got four planets in Aquarius. That's what we call a stellium. When four planets or more are in a sign, especially when we get bigger planets like Jupiter and Saturn that don't do this very often, well, then we are experiencing something unusual and it's important to open the doors to the mind during this time to different experiences to mystical experiences Aquarius and Pisces are mystical signs so I would highly recommend anything consciousness raising mind expanding for you to do right now so this is this is a good thing um, when you are experiencing this stellium these next several weeks you know, we aren't just going to have four planets in Aquarius. We are going to eventually have five and then six planets in Aquarius as the weeks go on. Because by mid-February, Venus will be there and the moon, we're going to have a new moon in Aquarius and Venus and Mercury will be there. Because Mercury's going to go retrograde at the end of the week. So Mercury retrogrades, um, you know, and <laughs> it's going to spend its time in Aquarius until March. So it's, Mercury's going to be there a long time and that's okay. You know, it's, it's enabling us and bringing us to a point where we're going to do some deep understanding. And I think that's amazing. So Mercury retrogrades on Saturday, the 30th at 1052 AM, um, Eastern time. And so that's not for another week, but you know, it's covering our territory for right now. And it really is a profound 
experience. Mercury doesn't retrograde in Aquarius very often, and then with Jupiter and Saturn and all. So we're going to have, this is this extended consciousness version of Mercury. Um, and then it will be around to have Venus, and then the moon will be there. And so this is, this is a really profound, profound experience. And I really advise people to do something out of the ordinary in their lives, something that is going to be like mind expanding for yourself. Um, it's, it's going to happen to you anyway, like some weird synchronicities, some weird stuff, some maybe analysis stuff comes during this time. And thinking about things on a higher level. So whatever rolls across your desk or across your page or across your phone, as you are experiencing these next weeks and months, if something seems like it came out of the blue, well, that's Aquarian because it's, you know, that's what Aquarius does. It's a surprise. Um, and if something, you got to look deeper at it. You have to. So say someone tells you something and, you know, say you go to your doctor and they say, well, you know, hmm, this is unusual. We're seeing unusual things in your blood tests. And I, I'm trying not to be negative or anything, but, you know, what if, what if you go to the doctor and something weird's going on? Not, not uh, terminally weird, but just weird. It's telling you something. So you've got to do something now. Normally it's telling you something, of course, but this during now you got to go deeper you got to look okay what am i doing emotionally that's go happening in my body right now what is happening to me emotionally and aquarius is not necessarily an emotional sign because it's an air sign and it's a sign ruled by the planet uranus which is chilly um and aquarians can be aloof and cool and they like being cool you know like cool cool and the thing about Aquarius is you have to go deeper and you have to look longer and you have to analyze more. And you have to be willing to dive in without fear to something unusual. So maybe it won't be your blood test. Maybe it'll be your own curiosity about something. Maybe it will be, you know, your own curiosity about the workings of your mind and you'll start reading books about how your brain works or how your mind works or how you um, have a can have a mystical experience or something that unravels in your life, something in your life that comes forward that gives you an answer to something you've been trying to figure out, like it's a puzzle that's that's being worked out. That's very Aquarian, you know, this, this puzzling kind of thing, this analysis and figuring out a puzzle. And that's what I meant by like, okay, if something weird is going on, with you health-wise, there's a puzzle in there. There's a, there's a lesson. There's something in there for you, okay? Um, if you are having um, a curiosity experience, go follow your curiosity. Go down the rabbit hole. Lewis Carroll was an Aquarius. Go down the rabbit hole. Go there. Figure it out. Be with it. Do it. Because anything that's a little out of the ordinary right now is going to serve you. So... That's, that's where we are with Aquarius. That's one of the things that's important to understand about it. You know, it's, it's out of the ordinary and it requires us to think outside the box and it requires us to think um, things that are mind expanding and come to a place where things are not 
what we expected. So, okay, as we move through the week now, what else is happening? Um, well, things are things are moving, and we are having a full moon on the 28th. So, when we have that full moon on the 28th, it's going to be the sun in Aquarius, the moon in Leo, okay? So, it's going to be at 9 degrees of Leo. So, the moon is in Leo. So, it's the creative, it's the a little bit glitzy, glamorous moon in Leo. And that's all fine and good. Um, but, you know, it's a full moon. And the heavier side of the zodiac is in Aquarius. So, even though the moon is in the opposite side, Leo, there's a whole bunch of Aquarius going on. So there's this kind of seesaw thing going on. So you have to look at where the weight is. The weight is in Aquarius. The weight sort of, it's lopsided in that way. So Leo is trying to express itself creatively and Aquarius is very analytical. Aquarius also likes to be alone. Um, they're a little bit, they can be a little bit of a loner. Whereas Leo wants to be partying and with people and social and gregarious. And even though Aquarius is like rules, groups, and communities, there's like ideals and like I mentioned, utopian ideals that happen in those groups and communities. Um, so four planets in Aquarius. And one of the things that is happening in the moment is that uh, Venus and Neptune are talking very sweetly to each other. And that's nice because Venus likes Neptune and Neptune likes Venus and, and they're friends. And, and right now they're really friendly because Venus is still in Capricorn. Um, and so Venus and Neptune are speaking sweetly to each other. So this is yet another sort of mystical experience because whenever Neptune gets involved in something, it's it can be mystical. And Venus is about relationships and friendships, and it's in Capricorn. So there's a there's a more stable, earthbound energy happening there with uh, Venus. But Venus is approaching Pluto, and that's always a fun conjunction. Um, <laughs> Venus and Pluto, Venus and Pluto are always in an interesting relationship. That will also happen on the 28th. So so Thursday the 28th is a big day because we've got the full moon, we've got the sun meeting Jupiter for the first time in Aquarius um, in like 12, 13 years, right? And we've got Venus meeting Pluto the same day. Now Venus and Pluto, Pluto is the planet of the underworld and Venus is the planet of love or, you know, material goods, what we desire. So everybody, when Venus and Pluto come together, feels it in a way that um, Venus and Pluto get together and there's often relationship triangles. There's often, he said, she said, don't tell them I said that. That's a Venus-Pluto thing. There's uh, passion, deep, profound passion, connection. You may meet someone and fall in love that day um, or just fall passionately for one person that day. You may have a connection with someone that is deep and lasting. You may make a new friend that is becomes your best friend. Um, it's a profound relationship. And maybe your relationship that you're in or any of them, your friendships, goes deeper as a result of Venus meeting up with Pluto or as, as a sign signatory experience of Venus, the archetype of Venus and Pluto coming together. And Venus 
you know, they're in the practical sign of Capricorn, but they're still together. And so Venus is always about, you know, it could be money too. Venus, Pluto is a lot of money, a lot of money. And it could be, you know, play your lottery. I mean, that's a good day to play the lottery, considering that the sun is with lucky Jupiter and Venus and Pluto is, could be a lot of money. Good day to play the lottery. Um, doesn't mean you win, but it's a good day to play. <laughs> Not everybody can win. Um, and, you know, I always tell the Persephone myth because Venus meeting Pluto is often, you know, the experience where a woman or a young girl loses that youthful experience and becomes a woman. And it doesn't need to be intimate or physical. It can be a realization of sorts. It can be something that is profound in her life and something that is deep and lasting and affects her. Now, if you are a Venus Pluto person, if you have that in your chart, especially if you have the conjunction, this is going to ring chimes for you. And you're going to feel that, um, that depth of relationship, that depth of bond with another human being. It's a good day to bond with another human being. It's a full moon, the sun is with Jupiter, you know, on some levels, it's a fortunate day, um, because of the sun Jupiter, but also, there's, there's this Venus-Pluto, which can bring you much closer to be with someone, you know, someone you love. Or you can recognize and love and realize your love for someone. Um, it can also be something extremely um, intense and maybe, you know, for you it's not, it's not falling in love. Maybe it's like, this is a power struggle. Because Pluto is a power planet. Pluto is about power. Pluto, Pluto is about owning power. Venus, Pluto together is about owning your power in relationships. A lot of times this stresses individuality, which is Aquarian. Um, so remember, we don't take things in isolation. We don't just take Venus, Pluto, and it's all, all by itself. There's all this Aquarius going on, and there's a lesson about individuality happening as well, expressing one's own unique identity. Venus and Pluto get meshed together, and you want to mesh with someone intensely, deeply, intimately, powerfully. Um, it could be that you are enmeshed, and you realize you're enmeshed, and you need more space or distance. And so that is one of the things that Venus-Pluto can show us. It's like, wow, I am too enmeshed in this. We are like inseparable and I need, I need some air. And that air comes from the Aquarius portion of the chart. That air comes from, you know, many planets in air right now and many planets in the independent sign of Aquarius. So as Venus moves towards Pluto, that's going to heat up. As we get to Thursday, that's going to heat up. So Thursday is going to be the interesting day this week because Thursday will bring us oh so many aspects and you know again um try to keep your head um this is <laughs> you know if you met someone that day it's okay so the moon's in leo right so leo is passionate and fun and exciting and it's venus pluto it's like ooh la la and then there's sun jupiter it's my lucky day so you might meet someone that day and as a sun jupiter comes. Sun Jupiter is a little over optimistic at times. And you might meet someone that day and say, Oh, you know, I met this person and it's so grand and it's great and it's fabulous. And, and you're just 
you know, immediately enmeshed with them, take a step back, take a step back, because there's lots of Aquarius in the air saying, independence, independence rules right now, independence. And so we, we try to have a little bit of distance and perspective when we have Venus, Pluto and Sun, Jupiter, because it's so much about like kind of diving in like, ah, he's the one, she's the one. It's like, they're the one. This is it. It could be anything. Like, this is the job for me. And then you get it and you're like, oh God, <laughs> this is too much for me. Um, so be aware, raise awareness. Aquarius is here to help us raise awareness. So Thursday isn't going to be the interesting day. Um, Otherwise, the sun, you know, which is entered Aquarius on the, tw the 19th, um, it's going to make its first square to Uranus. Now, that's, that's Tuesday the 26th. Now, that means we are navigating between the sun, its illumination in the sign of Aquarius, and the ruler of Aquarius, which is Uranus which is in the very conservative sign of Taurus. So we are navigating between the unruly, wild imagination and the conservative and illuminating the sun, any of our um, idiosyncrasies <laughs> and our experiences around sort of combating the risk-taking part of ourself, which is Aquarius, and the conservative, I don't want to take a risk, thank you very much, part of ourselves, which is Taurus. Now, we're going to be asked to take some risks, and we're going to be asked to look at how risks might be um, helpful to us. And that doesn't mean go nuts, that just means be open. It doesn't mean drop everything and run. It means like, yes, I'm moving to, you know, Nepal tomorrow. <laughs> no. Um, you know, it means think about how you are, um, you know, expressing yourself in the world, uh, where your idiosyncrasies can be turned into talents, how you are expressing yourself and illuminating what is unique about you and take some risks. Take a risk in expressing the genuine, authentic self. If anything, it's the time to be authentic. You know, this is really the time to be authentic. Find that authenticity within and in these next months and weeks. And this is, this is the time to be that unique, authentic self. Um, so that's very important. Um, as we move through the week, um, yes, so Mercury's going to go do that retrograde on the 30th, and um, it'll stay there, you know, for a number of weeks. And it's going to give us a new perspective, a deeper perspective of all this Aquarian energy. And it's important to pay attention. It's important to pay attention as we experience Mercury's shift in direction. It's going to be um, retrograde till the 20th of February, and it'll still be in Aquarius, but it's that middle of February that's going to be the heightened sense of all that Aquarius energy. So, um, you know, have the roller coaster ride. Enjoy it. 
allow it to happen. Let it bring you a sense of freedom and liberation. That's what Aquarius is best at, you know, the freeing up, the liberation, the, um, the seeing the light in a, in a different way. Um, and in the meantime, today the moon is in Gemini. It's going to be in Gemini tomorrow. It will be in Gemini and move into Cancer on the 25th, which is Monday. And when we have um, it move into Cancer, it will uh, not move into Cancer until 1.52 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday the 25th. So anything that occurs, it's going to be void most of Monday morning. And then... It'll be in Cancer Tuesday, Wednesday, goes void at noon, well, 1 o'clock, noon for me, 1 o'clock for you guys in the East Coast, and then not till like 10 o'clock that night is it going to go into Leo. So Wednesday, the moon, the moon is void most of the day, so uh, run your task list, do your grocery shopping, do your laundry, balance your checkbook, get some of your like tasks done. Get those 1099s out. <laughs> um, and then there's the full moon in Leo on Thursday. So, and that's um, 2.16 p.m. Eastern time. So, it goes void later in Leo on Friday, which is actually good. It's going to be a little before 9 p.m. on Friday. So, that means we've got a good amount of time with the moon in Leo and not being void for a long time. And then Saturday the 30th when Mercury goes retrograde at 10.52 a.m. Eastern Time in Aquarius, um, and the moon will enter Virgo at 3.02 a.m. So the void is like mostly at night or in the middle of the night. And then Sunday the 31st it will be in Virgo. And not too much, you know, excitement there because the full moon will be over and then we'll be headed towards the new moon, which is in, will be two weeks from this week. Um, anyway, and that's about it. The, the big day is Thursday. The big day, there's a big day today, um, because of the, the sun Saturn and Venus and Neptune talking sweetly to one another. And then there's, you know, the sun Uranus, which is still going to be hanging in the air when it, when it works through this uh, general, general space between Saturn and Jupiter. Now pay attention. Remember, we've been talking about Saturn and Jupiter coming together for months. They came together on December 21st, but they're still together. So this section of time between today and Thursday the 28th, when the sun comes to Jupiter, you're going to learn some things about your life that is revealing about this sun, Jupiter, and what it means for you. So pay close attention. That's going to give you some enlightenment, okay? No matter how weird it sounds, no matter how weird it looks, don't worry about it. Just be with it. Go for it. Um, live weirdly ever after. <laughs> I thank you for listening. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I'm Deb McBride. If you would like a session with me, if any of this does not make sense to you, come have a session with me. If you're curious about where all this Aquarius is falling in your chart, because it's somewhere in your chart. If you're an Aquarius, you know, it doesn't mean it's in your first house. It could be in any house. But if you're another sign, you know, where, where does it fall? 
where does all this Aquarius happen for you? Um, so if you're curious, go to thegoldenastrologer.com, my website, and click book online, and you will uh, be taken to a page where you can book a session with me. And I welcome um, questions, info at thegoldenastrologer.com, and my Instagram, where I am posting videos and other assorted goodies on astrology. Uh, lately, it's gotten, we're having a little fun, um, and you'll see that if you go to my Instagram, which is the Golden Astrologer, and my Twitter is at DevAstrology. Thank you for listening, and have a beautiful, beautiful week, and enjoy that beautiful full moon. Gratitude to all.